baby. Welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. And one of my favorite topics, I know David talked about it, but when David talked about it, and this is no disrespect to David, I didn't listen to what David had to say because I didn't want to steal any of his brilliance or any of his ideas. So anything you're hearing, stuff that I independently thought of. Um, but, you know, people hear me say that and they read things into it and um, they really shouldn't. Ha- have you have you not heard us working together in recent history, sounding pretty darn good together? I rest my case. Now, uh, we're talking about the office Christmas party. Uh, and I'm going to do my shtick coming up, but let's go to Jim in North Tonawanda because he's been on hold forever and a day. Uh, Jim in NT, you are on WBEN. Hello. Yeah, Tom, before you go to any holiday party, by the way, I don't say holiday party, I say Christmas party, and that's the first measuring stick I use. If someone says, oh, we're having a holiday party, I ain't showing up. Really? If I don't hear you say Christmas party, I ain't going. Period. End of discussion. And there's nothing you can say that will change my mind on that subject. See, I have a lot of friends who are Jews, so I think it would be presumptuous of me to say, if you don't say Christmas, I'm not coming to your party. Now, many, well, well, first of all, uh, Tom, many, many, many of these people are not practicing or religious Jews, but they are cultural Jews, and I think I would be imposing uh, upon them, and I, I think that might you know, be kind of rude. Well, there, first of all, I'm going to say nine out of those ten people are not going to be Jewish. They're just, they just don't have any faith, and therefore we don't really share anything in common. I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. When I was a correction officer, I got six weeks paid vacation. However, the only time I ever wanted to go on vacation was at Christmas time. I'd work Christmas swaps, or vacation swaps, so I could get six weeks off at Christmas time, starting like maybe a day or two before Thanksgiving, and then I would be on vacation that entire six weeks following. So anyway, I, I, there was this one female I worked with, and I just sensed the darkness about her. So I waited till the night before. It was the last night I was working the 3 to 11 shift before I was going to start my vacation the next day. And sure enough, I started singing, What child is this? that lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping. Tom, she was ice cold that you could see it in her eyes. In fact, her voice just gave me the chills. She said, I don't want to hear that in a very cold, aggressive, hostile way. And I said to her, thank you. You just told me everything I need to know about you. I turned around, walked away from her, and I never spoke to her again, ever. You got to know who you're going to these social events with. You read the room. I just I walked into a bar right here uh, down the street from you, and I just looked around, and there was something about those people in that bar. They didn't sit right with me, so I immediately turned around and I walked out the door. You've got to be able to walk into a crowd of people and read the temperature in, in less than five seconds. Um. I, I, okay, could you give me a minute to read the room? Is that acceptable in, yeah, maybe in your a minute. world? All right, I'll give you that. But what I'm saying is, because now I, I, I look it's about I, who I, you socialize with. Right, right. No, I, dude, I I agree uh, with what you were saying. There are some places that, honest to goodness, I think throw off bad vibes, and there are some people like your coworker there who throw off bad vibes. Um, and in addition to reading the room of a place. 
Um, you also need to read the room of people you know. Um, you know, if you've got a couple of buddies that are hanging out at the bar and they look as though they're in a very deep conversation that looks like it might be a personal conversation, well, you don't want to interrupt your buddies when they're having that kind of a conversation. So a quick nod, whatever, and then make your presence felt later on. Uh, that's just part of reading, reading the room. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I had one guy that called me. Uh, it was like I told you, I was on my six weeks Christmas vacation, and he calls me. He says, "Hey, Jimmy, what are you doing tomorrow night?" I said, I had, "I'm done with my Christmas shop, and I really don't have anything special planned." He said, "You want to go to the VFW club with me?" Now I knew this guy. I worked the three to eleven shift. He was uh, a, he was a peace officer just like me, correction officer, and he was an eleven bag bag when he was in Vietnam. When it was at the VFW club, I immediately told him yes. And when he called me, he didn't say, do you want to go to a holiday party? He said, do you want to go to a Christmas party at the VFW tomorrow night? We're, the, we're getting together. He said, I'll come and get you. I know where you live. He says, I'll pick you up at a, such and such a time in the breezeway where you live downstairs. I said, fine, Butch, that works for me, but I'm going to take a taxi cab home. Because I knew I was going to be drinking, and I knew the police are out. It, during Christmas time, and they're pulling people over because they know it's Christmas time and people are coming and going from these Christmas parties. And and so I said, yeah, I'm good, but I'm going to take a taxi home. And he said, no problem, because he says, the bartender at the VFW club, there's a phone behind the bar. He'll call you the taxi cab when you're ready to leave. I said, Butch, that works for me. Come and get me tomorrow night. You know, I mean, you just got to be responsible. And, you know, I mean, you if you know you're going to be drinking, are you too cheap to pay for the taxi cab? Um, well, you know what? I agree with you, Jim, and especially in this era where you, you, you have so many options, not just uh, the so-called taxi cab, but you also have the option of the ride-sharing services. And obviously some are better than others and some drivers are better than others when it comes to that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, and if, if you invited me, by the way, to come to a Christmas party, I would not be offended. And, um, you know, it, it, it's a, a couple of the Jewish ladies I know, um, they do not like it when I wish them a happy Hanukkah. And they explained it to me. And I just I, I respect from where they are, where they are coming. Yeah, um, if they don't, if they don't want if they don't want you to say that. Maybe some people don't like advertising that they're Jewish, and after which is really happened, a shame. Seventh, I could see why. Which is really a shame. Uh, in in twenty twenty three, nobody should be afraid to say they're Jewish, Muslim, Christian, atheist. I mean, I would think I, I would have hoped that we'd be more advanced uh, than that. Uh, but the oh, uh, Tom, one, one final point because there's other people on hold. Um, when you say Merry Christmas. What you got to understand is in Old English, people did not say Merry Christmas. They said Merry Mass of Christ. And if you break down the first syllable of Christmas, C-H-R-I-S-T, Christ, Miss, they dropped the one S and, and they changed Mass of Christ to Christmas. It's just minus that second S. You're actually saying, every time you say Merry Christmas, you're actually that translates into Merry Mass of Christ, and you can see why they got they want to get rid of Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, I guess for one thing, it takes up way too much ink uh, in the printer, uh, I would think. <laughs> Probably an excuse back in the 1500s. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously Merry Christmas doesn't bother me. And, oh, and one of the things, too, that, uh, uh, that I, I 
deal with from time to time is uh, if you write Merry Xmas instead of Merry Christmas, some people, and I used to be like this until I was educated about it, um, it's not disrespectful. It actually goes back to the Greek um, language, and I I got a lesson from one of our listeners uh, in, in that, oh, probably about uh, 1994 or so, and I looked it up and I said, by golly, they're right. They're right. Uh, one, oh, you know what? As long as we're talking about Christmas, I have a question for you. Do you do Christmas cards? I used to before I retired because I would send Christmas cards to people that I worked with. I was big on Christmas cards, and then I stopped doing it when I retired, but I used to send a lot of the people that I worked with, a whole bunch of them, and I mean a lot of them where it was a a major project for me. Hmm. But I did it. But, yeah, I used to be – but I always sent – the religious ones, you know, the ones with the three kings and the shepherds and the manger scene and that kind of thing, and this Christmas star and, you know, the birth of Christ, that kind of thing. Because I see it as a, I'm, I'm, I'm from, I'm, I was, I told you before, I spent eight school years at St. Francis School in the city of Tonawana, so, in Catholic school. So I just have a different viewpoint on it, and I'm, I, I like a traditional. Uh, old-fashioned Christmas. And there's nothing wrong with Santa Claus, by the way. Oh, I've got some people I've got some people who might disagree with that notion. Uh, well, but, you know, Santa Claus, his nickname is Jolly Old St. Nick because right? the first Santa Claus was St. Nicholas who was a Catholic saint. Right, uh, right. Uh, uh, but still, there are people who tend to be upset about Santa Claus supplanting Jesus. You know, I'll tell you, and I'm not a particularly religious person whatsoever, but the thing that drives me just a little bit batty is Easter more so than Christmas. And this association of bunny rabbits with Easter as opposed to it being about what Christians believe to be the resurrection. I always thought that the bunny rabbit hijacked the resurrection and the celebration of the resurrection of Christians. That bothered yeah, me see, more um, so than the Santa Claus. Real real quick, um, what they did was when the Christian missionaries were converting the pagans, they took pagan things like the drinking and the merry-making at Christmas time. That's pagan. Rabbits were the pagan symbol of fertility, rabbits and yes. eggs. So to convert, to get the pagans to come over and become Christians, the Christian missionaries took these things, incorporated it into Christianity to get them to come over. The Vikings were, were running around slaughtering, raping, and murdering people before they converted to Christianity. We had to convert them. They had um, to be converted. You you are correct, and in a lot of cases, as you obviously are well aware, uh, some of the old pagan temples were appropriated by the early Christians because yes. the the idea was True. let people worship where they're used to worshiping, even though now it's a different faith. But the Vikings, oh my goodness, you you want to talk about savage people? Um, read what the Vikings did to the monks at uh, an island called Lindisfarne. It oh yeah, yeah, that was the first one of their about their first Viking raid. Yes, you are one hundred percent correct. You know your history. Well, I, you're not too shabby yourself, Jim. Thanks very much, man. I appreciate yep. I appreciate the call. Thank See you. you Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. Um, 
yeah, and yeah, it doesn't it doesn't offend me if you say Merry Christmas. Say it right back to you. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, uh, whatever is your preference, you will get from me, no problem. Talking about, uh, well, a couple of things here. Office Christmas parties, which are a totally misnamed event. And how about Christmas cards? You guys still do Christmas cards? And I might as well bring this out because it's rapidly approaching. Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. And I know a lot of women in particular who were born Jewish who are not married to Jewish men. And some of them are into Hanukkah and some of them are not into Hanukkah. But if they're inviting me over for a party, um, I'm going to obviously be respectful of their faith or lack of faith as as the case uh, may be. Hey, if they've got Patron and they're willing to invite me over, I'll be there. Uh, let's get back to the calls. Uh, W-B-E-N. Someday we'll send Patron a bill. Uh, Josh in uh, Springville. Josh, welcome. You're on W-B-E-N. Hello. Hey, Tom. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I just uh, I wanted to weigh in a little bit on the Christmas uh, party topic. So uh, I work for the airlines. I won't say which, obviously, but, uh, you know, we have a lot of holiday parties, Christmas parties in the crew rooms and Everyone seems to kind of just get along. Uh, I've got friends that are Jewish, and when I see them during this season, I will generally, we have the same kind of back and forth. It's, you know, hey, so-and-so, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. And I generally get back the same thing. They'll say, hey, Josh, uh, Merry Christmas, and hey, Happy Hanukkah to you. And, and you know, if, uh, if I'm making a PA um, on the plane, I'll say something very similar. I'll say, you know, folks, welcome aboard. I'll do my little speech, and I'll fi- I'll kind of end with, I'd like to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, you know, Happy New Year, be safe, be kind to one another. And I think that a lot of times people make this a bigger deal than it really is. I really feel like people just, you know, if, if you're re- polite and respectful back and forth, you know, that's all, you know, I think we can hope for during the season. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go, uh, I'll, I'll go along with that. Um, I mean, there are people, um, uh, who are absolutely, uh, dead set against happy holidays and it's all about Merry Christmas. Um, but there are number, there are at least two major faiths that have holidays, one major, one not so major around the same time. But, uh, I mean, even, even Ramadan and a lot of people who are not Muslim do not understand that during Ramadan, um, the daylight hours, not only is an observant Muslim supposed to not eat, they're not even supposed to drink water. And going all day without water, <laughs> not, not a lot of fun, but the observant Muslims do it, and I give them a lot of credit because that's a lot of, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time that uh, is invested. Um, hold, hold on if you got something else to say because you brought up a whole new uh, angle here on uh, WBEN. And uh, there are so, just so many different angles uh, to all of these uh, um, holiday-themed topics. Um, and I, great calls, by the way, today. i got to tell you, it's terrific calls. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Yeah. 
All right, it is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. I guess uh, somehow uh, I've kind of turned into Chris Kringle on this program. I think, uh, see, to me, now this is this is kind of weird. Um, remember Mad Magazine? Uh, remember Mad Magazine? Alfred E. Newman, What Me Worry? Remember they did a parody on uh, Christmas time? living in Florida or someplace very, very warm and how uh, Santa's beer belly <laughs> and bathing suit just didn't quite seem like it was Christmas time. Uh, my Christmas in Jacksonville, Florida, stranded because of the 1989 ice storm, I assure you, was anything but, hey, let's put on a bathing suit and go outside and swim. No, maybe go outside and skate, but that's about it. But uh, I think it would be a hoot and a holler to have uh, Christmas in Jamaica, Mon. That would be that would be just awesome. Uh, beautiful views, the blue water, little teeny tiny fish swimming around. Uh, hopefully no sharks. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that is absolutely my favorite of the Caribbean islands. Um, Tortola. Uh, which in Spanish means turtle dove, another great island. But it got really badly whacked by a hurricane a few years back. Don't know if they've uh, rebuilt Tortola. I'm sure they have. It's amazing um, how the before and after pictures of here's what some place looked like before the hurricane. Here's what it looked like right after the hurricane. Here's what it looked like five years later. Um, kind of like when we have a storm around here. Um a week after the blizzard of 22, you hardly knew there was a blizzard of 22. Uh, same thing with the October surprise storm. It's amazing how resilient uh, we can be and how resilient our trees can be. And thank you for all the leaves, by the way. Every one of your leaves from your house it ended up in my shrubs by the side of my house. It happens every year, and I, I get a kick out of it. I enjoy it. Anyway, if you're just joining us, welcome. I, I have a few things on the agenda uh, at this point, and we'll see uh, if uh, we continue the fun and continue the glory. Uh, number one, talking about the uh, situation of, well, what am I I'll start up with the uh, office Christmas party. And if you're just joining us late, um, this will be new, and if you've been listening all day long, please forgive the repetition if you would be so kind. But uh, the office Christmas party, and I'm going to call it office Christmas party, and every time I say it, what I really mean is the office meeting that is at night with alcohol. Okay. I, do you still do the office Christmas party or the office holiday meeting, if you prefer, which I think is the proper way to think of it. Um, looking back on your decadent life, have, well, perhaps the decadent lives of others who shall not be named, have you seen people basically flush their careers at holiday parties at the office? And I have certainly seen, if I can't think offhand of somebody who got clipped uh, after an office uh, holiday gathering. I uh, could certainly think of people whose careers, shall we say, went rather stagnant uh, after said party. Um, because and, and we're talking about back in the 1980s, friends. Back in the 1980s, it was a totally different era. And I tell stories to the younger people today at the radio station, and they look at me in wild-eyed wonder because, and anybody who worked in radio um, 
before this current era of radio, I'm telling you it was not unusual uh, as a rite of passage. You were a young man working in radio, and it was not at all unusual for uh, females to come up to the control room window and let's just say New Orleans style, try to get you off of your game. And never worked with me. No, it, it never worked with me. But that kind of behavior in 2023 would absolutely cost somebody their job. A- absolutely. There's no place for it in the workplace, uh, not even in radio, not even in entertainment, none whatsoever. And at this point, I don't care what it is you do for a living. I have come to the conclusion that the single best approach you can take is to basically be a monk, having taken a vow of celibacy and, when possible, a vow of silence. That is the best policy there is because if you didn't say it, you can't get in trouble for it. Usually, although sometimes you don't say something and you get in trouble for something you didn't say. And even if, uh, let's put it this way, even if somebody else uh, initiates something, you have to ignore it. It's not 1985. It's not 1995. You best ignore it and move on and move away. All right. Office holiday parties. Have you seen people's careers go down the drain as a result of the office holiday party? And again, I cannot overly stress this. And if I'm repeating it ad nauseum, I'm not going to apologize in this case because I'm doing it for your good. All right. I'm seriously, I I am doing it for your good. Um, 2023 with HR, 2023 with everything that happens in media, uh, and I'm talking social media and any other kind of media, no matter what it is, okay, when it is um, a work function and a work situation, you have to remember that it could be a uh, an office holiday party at a hotel. It could be an office holiday party at a restaurant outside of the workplace. It doesn't matter where it is. All of those corporate rules in the employee handbook, they still apply. No ifs, no ands, and dare I say, no buts. They still apply. And I I wonder how many of you uh, used, to, uh, used to have the office Christmas party, that's what they used to be called, office Christmas parties, but you don't do them anymore. And in some respects, I, the, the pandemic put an end to those for a while. Uh, people are starting to get out of pandemic mode and more into uh, a mode of glorious festivity. Uh, but you know, people are social critters, social animals, and it is... Uh, it is so uh, important to, as, as a result of that, obviously, uh, it's so important to socialize. But within the framework and context of work, when you socialize, do so as if you are in the running to be the next pope 
of the Roman Catholic Church. Even if you are not Roman Catholic, that is something for which you should strive. And I don't say these things lightly. Something else, I don't understand why in 2023, and I enjoy having a few drinks every now and again, but I I will tell you, I, I think that businesses that are still serving alcohol at the office holiday uh, meeting, I, I just I just wonder to, to what they might be opening themselves up because people, let's face it, do some pretty stupid things after they've had some alcohol. They talk loudly. They become maybe a little bit obnoxious. Uh, perhaps some of their manners and social graces slip away. And it's uh, to me, it's a dangerous combination. Alcohol and work, a dangerous combination. And the other thing, and I think I, I would love to know what your company uh, does. When, when you guys have, if you have an office Christmas party, office holiday party, um, is it spouses stay at home or spouses invited? And more often than not, what I'm finding is spouses are not invited, and this is across the board. Spouses are not invited, and at the same time, I understand cost savings, but I also think that that is a recipe for some bad things happening, especially if you've got somebody who whose uh, marriage is already uh, teetering on the brink. You're basically opening up a door of temptation. Uh, let's go to Ed in Buffalo. Ed, you are on WBEN. Welcome to the show. Hey, Tom. Um, so uh, I worked for a not-for-profit locally for three years, and because um, we had a lot of, lot of locations across Buffalo, we never had a specific a holiday party. It was always just a little potluck at your at your location but uh every year they'd throw this massive fundraising gala and um every every employee was invited if they were available um and and you you'd think most people would be on their best behavior because it's not just an employee thing Hmm. this is like the top donors to this organization oh yeah being invited to this thing and Without fail, every year, at least one person the week after this event would be walked out. Yeah, it was uh, it was always fun because I mean you'd know who it was if you were at the event. It didn't you you didn't have to uh, uh, you didn't have to wait for the rumor mill to to get churning. You people would because it was an open bar. People would get absolutely plastered. I mean. Embarrass can't do themselves. Can't do no. it. No. Can't do it. Not at a work event. I mean, I've told this story probably too many times on the air, but uh, a couple of weeks after my open heart surgery, I didn't realize I was anemic. So I go to a New Year's Eve function, and they had to call the ambulance to take me to the hospital. Nobody told me that I was anemic and that I couldn't drink like I ordinarily would drink, and I didn't have that much. But oh my goodness, oh. nothing like nothing like uh, upchucking on one's uh, custom tuxedo. That was rather nasty, but it was so Ooh. embarrassing, and I can't imagine how embarrassing it's got to be at work. I mean, people love free. Uh, oh look, free alcohol, <laughs> free top shelf alcohol. But if you can't handle your booze. 
what would you rather what would you rather have a free night of being drunk or a whole bunch of free time during the day because you lost your job yeah yeah it's uh it's i'll take the i'll take the job over the the night of free booze were most of the offenses for which somebody was terminated uh, offenses of, let's say, a lascivious uh, sexual nature? No, it was it was just that they were, and I don't I don't even want to say tipsy. I mean, they were fall down drunk at this event. Um, um, you know, just it, it totally, totally embarrassing. Well, but, and uh, as you yeah. said that. If the big-time donors are there, that would be like uh, having a whole bunch of big-time sponsors of a radio station. And if sure. you are trying to impress the big-time sponsors and you are drunk out of your mind, that's not a good look. It really isn't. It's stupid, and it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's funny. You talk about, like, you know, the, the old days. And uh, back in the 90s, my dad had... Sorry, the old days, the 1990s. That that hurt. Okay, just going to tell you, that hurt just a little bit. Why don't you squeeze him, too, while you're at it? But go ahead. But uh, but, so my dad had, uh, you know, he he had, uh, you know, a dozen young lawyers working for him. And then, you know, there were a couple uh, receptionist secretaries. And and every year, every Christmas, we'd, uh, you know, he'd host at our house all the employees, their spouses. It was a big Big party, you know, booze flowing, and and maybe it was because it was at their boss's house. Mm. Maybe it was because the boss's kids were around. Mm. But you know, people had a good time, but nobody ever embarrassed themselves. It was, you know, and that was over ten years of that party. I remember being at. You know, that, and, that uh, is surprising because I'm thinking you're at your boss's house and you don't like your boss and you're a guy. Let's just say your aim might be off just a little bit. <laughs> no, I, I, I think my dad was a decent boss, but, uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, – yeah, but nobody ever, nobody ever got crazy there. I mean, I remember pe- people, people obviously were inebriated, but not – not to a point they were having a good time they weren't you know they weren't falling down right they but, they were yeah. uh, I not feeling no pain might not even be a fair description they were uh sure. so, they were sociably uh not intoxicated socially buzzed socially buzzed yeah which by the way you, yeah. you shouldn't drive even if you're just socially buzzed but yeah socially buzzed oh. i can accept that but even the, the the gentleman who sponsors your weather was a uh uh, was attending that party for a couple years. Well, that's excellent, and that's as far as we'll go with that because I'm sure he comported yeah. himself as nothing but a gentleman. Uh, but he as was far as a gentleman, indeed, uh, we—that's a prerequisite, of course, for being on this uh, program, except apparently nice. for the host. But uh, but anyway, uh, Christmas cards—we're talking what sixty-three cents every time you pop a letter in the mail. Do you do Christmas cards? Uh, it's a limited selection, but yes. Yeah, I don't do them, and I always feel guilty when the people who do them send uh, me a Christmas card because I never reciprocate. And even these these are people that I really, really like, but I just don't do it. I never quite understood the whole Christmas card thing. 
uh, and in the old days, uh, and we're talking, by the way, about the 60s and 70s, not the <laughs> 90s, uh, but my parents used to have the the rack of Christmas cards, uh, the felt thing that maybe had a reindeer or Santa on top, and pocketful oh. pocketfuls of uh, Christmas cards from uh, people uh, that they had known. But I don't think you could do that anymore. Uh, thank you kindly. I do appreciate the call. Yeah, take care. Uh, absolutely will. Absolutely. Uh, guys, I, I must tell you, uh, it's been a really awesome show so far, and that has been because of you. Now, whether we continue down the same road or we explore new avenues, well, think about it during the uh, during the news break here on News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bowerly on a Tuesday, and tomorrow it's the Radiothon to benefit the SPCA serving Erie County, and we are so looking forward to it. Tim Wenger is going to be there a lot. Susan Rose uh, will be there. Uh, basically, David Bellavia will be there. I'll be there, and uh, it's going to be uh, going to be a whole lot of fun. Always is. Uh, for the SPCA serving Erie County. And, yes, I'm number one on the Angels for the Animals list. I kind of cheated on you guys. I went ahead of the line to make my donation. Uh, anyway, it's 458 News Radio 930 WBEN.